Good evening. Welcome to all of you. And welcome to all who are listening on Torani Time and other platforms. Please press the follow button to receive ongoing share updates and please share this share with at least two friends. Feeling Hashem's love by shedding childhood, your childhood baggage. This is a major issue. So relatable an issue, as became apparent to me over the last few weeks. I'm sure some of you read a by now well-spread article, disseminated article, which I wrote in Mishpacha magazine, all about feeling Hashem's love and why people struggle to feel it. And we discussed how our formative experience as children on the knees of our fathers and mothers, well, that informs our concept of authority figures and in turn how we see Hashem. It's really an overwhelming responsibility a parent has. The image, the concept you leave in your child's consciousness of what a parent is, what an authority figure is, well, that's going to translate, likely translate it in how they extrapolate their father in heaven, Avinu Shavashamayim Hashem. If it is a loving concept, if intuitively, innately they know, mommy and tati love me, my parents love me, well, in turn, that's who Abba love me, well, that's how Hashem is. But if their concept is, well, more hobbled, more, more, more complicated the love, right? Well, their concept of Avinu Shavashamayim, what would that leave them? And what we discussed is, most parents, of course, love their children. Of course. That's what it's all about. Unless the parent is highly, highly dysfunctional, even limited, flawed parents, which most of us are, love our children. But why do the children not feel it? Well, there's discipline. There's rules. For healthy functionality, there need to be rules. And, of course, the rules don't contradict the love. The rules, the discipline, it's a tool to make life more viable, to nurture the child, actually, and make them a better person. It's all in the name of love. But sometimes the discipline, which should only be a tool, seems to take on a life of its own, as though it's the goal, as though it's the end. And then in the child's mind, it's all about the discipline. The parent is fundamentally a disciplinarian, and their concept becomes very confused. Certainly when they relate to Hashem and the Minusha of Halacha, they think it's all about being a good boy, being a good girl. Rather than, there's a Hashem who loves me. The halacha and the code of behavior is all, it's, it's a nurturing disciplinary process, just as my parents. Major, major issue. I received feedback about the article the world over. So many people telling me how they identify with this struggle deeply. I want to develop this issue. A healthy conception of parents, in turn, translating into a healthy conception of Avinu Shabbat Hashem. I want to develop this from our Parsha Parsha Spo and the greater Yitzhiya Mitzrayim story as we celebrate it each year on Pesach. Our Parsha introduces V'higara Tolevincha, the notion of the Seder as a discussion between parents and children. And I actually developed this at length in my book, in my Sefer, The Breathtaking Panorama on Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. We discussed that the parent-child bond in the context of a Seder and Yitzhiya Mitzrayim is very powerful because it is man with the story of freedom. We had known authority figures, i.e. slave masters, parahorasha, authoritarian 
authority figures, dictatorial, tyrannical authority figures. A parent, on, another, on the other hand, is a loving, nurturing authority figure. It is redeeming the very concept of authority figures to hence usher in true freedom. Because, of course, authority figures are necessary. The false Western notion, or at least notion in some Western cultures, that you don't need authority figures, hefkeris, anarchy, ishkal yasher bein yasa. what we see in the street, we see in the classroom, we see all over the place how dysfunctional that is. Sophisticated freedom certainly requires authority figures. But the concept here is, is it an authority figure who imposes his will upon the subject with a whip? And with the power, by fiat, the power of force, or is it a nurturing authority figure who's not here to promote themselves, but to promote me, to promote the child? And seen this way, the whole concept of the discussion at the Seder through question and answer, Shelu Chuva, Manashtana, is very, very powerful. Because when would a slave master ever welcome a question? Questions are anathema to the slave-master relationship. You do what I say. I tell you what to do, and then I, I, sir. You do exactly what you're told, right? But the parent is not that way. Of course, the parent need, ought to be obeyed even if the child disagrees when the child is being a functional parent and comporting themselves within the appropriate confines of their role. Yeah, the child's going to listen to the parent. Parent welcomes when the child asks a question, when it's not a challenging question, but rather a question of, I want to understand. Abim, it doesn't make sense to me. You see, because the, unlike the slave master, whose goal is simply the execution of a task, a parent is not per se interested in the execution of the task. They want to impart a hashkaf sachayim. They want to impart an ideal. They want the child to understand what, what the behavior is all about. When you tell your child to go to school or brush your teeth or don't beat up your sister, whatever it is, you really want something larger than the behavior in the moment. You want them to get an idea why kindness towards a sister for life is appropriate. Why brushing your teeth and taking care of your hygiene is meaningful and worthwhile for life. Why learning Torah and taking your studies seriously is worthwhile for life. So you welcome that question. The child opening up to you and opening up their world to you as an opportunity to touch them and teach them a value. The Gadatol Vimka through Manashtana, through the question and answer at the Seder, is very, very powerful. And this goes back to the Torah, when the Torah mandates. We speak to all the four children, the Arba Banam, each in their own way. This child asks, Mahavoda hazos lacham. This child asks, Mazos. All of the children in the Torah ask in their own way a question which begins with the Hebrew word ma. And Chazal clearly capture this with the phraseology manishtana, that same word ma, which each of the children use. In the Chumash, it seems to me that the Manashtana text, though it is generic, is really supposed to pick up on all of the corollary Ma expressions in the Chumash. Each child asking their way, being whether the Chacham, whether the Russia, whether the Tom, whether the Shani, De Elishal, heard by the parent in the through the unique conduit of the relationship of this parent to this child. Powerful. That's what Cheres is. And that is supposed to translate, I believe, in how we view Avinu Shabbat Shemai. Because we know Yitzhiya Mitzrayim is not only a story of the human parent-child bond, 
but it swirls higher. Hashem declares at the time of Yitzhak Mitzrayim and Parsha Shmos, he tells Moshe, Go tell Paro, Bini Bechori Yisrael. The Jewish people are my cherished firstborn child. And therefore, tell Paro, if you don't let my firstborn son go, I'm going to strike down your firstborn child, as in fact happens at Makas Bechoros. It's a powerful, visceral verse. You start up with my child, I will start up with your child. It might not be the most elegant thing to say. It might sound like something we say on dark back alleys, but you know, if you're really a protector of your child who's been bullied, you talk that way. You tell the bully and you stare them down, don't you dare lay a finger on my child, or else I will lay it into your child. Kiviyachal Hashem is doing this because he is our loving father. It's a visceral pasuk when we let it sink in. It seems to me Hashem's parenthood at the time of Yitzhak Mitzrayim manifest in his protection when we are bullied, when we are beleaguered, is supposed to emerge from the concept of parent-child bond, which we are, which is playing out in the human realm in the celebration of a Seder and Yitzhak Mitzrayim. There's chaos here. There's freedom here. Freedom from all masters. You see, the embrace of Hashem's authority at the time of Yitzhak Mitzrayim is not yet another subjugation like Paros, now simply to the divine. No, 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 no. It's He's a nurturing authority figure. He's a father. His avoda is never about imposition upon us, but all about opportunities. Opportunity. He, he doesn't need me. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't have any needs. He doesn't need my tefillin. He doesn't need my tzedaka. It's not about his tyrannical or dictatorial needs be met and paying him off a tribute. No, that's not what it is at all. He wants a connection to me. He wants a relationship with me. He wants a shared consciousness with me. He's given me that opportunity to kind of converse with him, to dialogue with him. The Avodah Hashem is always from a position of dialogue with him, just like a human father. This becomes almost magical, almost magically resonant at the Seder. When you think at the end of the market, in, think about the mission of Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel Haya Omar, which we say, Pesach, Matzazu, Marzash, Anu Ochum Al Shama. We questioned the mitzvahs which Hashem gave us. Al Shama, why did he give me a mitzvah of Pesach? Why did he give me a mitzvah of Matzah? And so forth. We are questioning the mitzvah of the divine. How could we do such a thing? But of course, the answer is he wants us to question. He's not a dictator legislating to us by fiat. He wants us to understand that's what Torah's all about. Entering his mind, entering his consciousness, to in turn elevate our consciousness, what is this mitzvah all about? The Seder begins with questioning our human parent and then turns and swirls higher to questioning our divine father. This understanding is so magical in the expression of Ramakam Leel. Pesach, Matzah, Marzushan, Ochum, Al Shum, Ma. Notice, he uses that very same word, Ma, which we used vis a vis the human parent, Ma Nashtana, Ma Havod Hazos Lacham, and so forth. We question our divine father with Ma, no less than we question our human father with Ma. And like every Torah true revelation, the thread only expands. Because let's take this one step further. Let's think back to the original foreshadowing story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, back in Sefer Barathees, and that is, of course, the Brisbane Hapsarim, when Hashem struck a pact with Avram and said, you want to guarantee that your children will inherit the land? Well, they will have to endure slavery for 400 years, the Brisbane Hapsarim, which is the foreshadowing of Yitzhak.
Yes, yes, what's wrong? Well, how did that story begin? It actually began with Avram reacting to Hashem's promise of the land. Avram asked, How do I know that I will inherit it? And Hashem said, Okay. Brisbane Absarim and the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim unfolds. Notice how Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim begins with Avram questioning the divine. Avram, you're questioning the divine here. Hashem said you're going to inherit it. Apparently, Avram believes that Hashem doesn't legislate by fiat. Hashem wants him to understand. If Hashem promised him the land, Hashem wants to understand him to understand on what basis. But moreover, notice his verbiage. He uses the word ma, bema eda kiarishana. That word is almost magical, loaded with meaning, foreshadowing all the other ma's in Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the Seder. Here we have in the opening scene of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is all about questioning Hashem with the word ma. Avram does that vis-a-vis Hashem. The first Jew understands that Hashem wants a nur- us to have a nurturing, questioning relationship with him, and that is in turn what we do towards our human fathers at the Seder, with ma manashtana mahavodazos lacham, and then we scroll higher and we ask Hashem too, matzazumar zusharuachem al shoma yitzias mitzrayim, and more broadly Yiddishkeit is about freedom, the freedom of a nurturing relationship to a parent, so different than the dictatorial relationship of a slave master. So from this perspective, let's return to the original issue. Many of us have trouble feeling Hashem's love because of this childhood baggage. When we grew up, we had, it was a, some of us experienced a certain imbalance, a certain misalignment regarding the whole love and discipline question. We thought that the discipline was what it was about. The disciplinarian was the inherent persona of the parent. But that, that, that was an imbalance. The, our relationship to Hashem and hopefully as human parents, we come close to this ideal. It becomes oh so clear and oh so apparent. It's about the love. The discipline is a necessary means, but only a means. I, in the article, I compare discipline and rules to training wheels, which only remain fastened upon the bicycle so long as they're need, it's needed. And then it comes off. Rules are only training wheels. They're there to serve a function. They're not really what the relationship is about to the parents. Ramchal writes this about Hashem. He writes, although Hashem generally runs the world bemidas hadin, consequence, reward, and punishment might be his modus operandi, that's only in a general sense, says the Ramchal. In the end of the day, says the Ramchal, Hashem loves us and might dispense with midas hadin at any point he deems it appropriate. I believe the Ramchal is saying because Hashem is a parent. So the discipline is only a means, an important means, but it means towards a goal, a goal of love, and therefore just as towards a human child, we will only utilize certain disciplinary tools and certain rules. We will only enforce if it's in fact beneficial for the child in the relationship, and we'll waive them if need be. Hashem is the same way. He is a loving father. May we feel this love to Hashem in our own lives, and may we exude it to our students, our Talmidim, to our children, to everyone in our sphere of influence, there cannot be a more impactful issue in the 21st century, feeling Hashem's love, a healthy relationship towards Hashem, modeled by a healthy relationship to human parents. May we all be zochah to this. Amen. Kani Hiratzon. Thank you for listening. Please press the follow button to share this year with at least Please press the follow button to receive ongoing updates regarding our Zoom, and please share this year with at least two friends.